1: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring Ramon Foster. And happy Tuesday, Moan.
0: Happy Tuesday, man. Well, I I guess we'll go better Tuesday, right? Better Tuesday.
1: I I guess. I mean, (laughs) it's still Tomlin Tuesday. And and Mike Tomlin had his press conference this afternoon. And it wasn't exactly filled with news. It certainly wasn't filled with the news that everybody wanted. I'd heard from so many people, Moan, seriously, that thought he was just going to sit down at the table and say, Matt Canada's fired. Next question.
0: (laughs) Man, that's got to be a tough position, though. I'll say that as a head coach. You're paid to make those decisions. Um, But it's a tough one, too. I almost feel like everybody in the building probably expected or suspected, and everybody for sure outside of the building is looking like, well, when is the clock starting? It's starting, you know, like. That that's that's a rough place to be in when you're looking for that type of answer and transition, though, DK.
1: Yeah, that, that, no question about that. And when you when you get into all these situations that are there right now, almost all of the conversations it feels like, including yeah. including by the way, between us, is about coaching. Yeah, we, we've been fixated on coaching. The fact of the matter is, this team's two and five, and it isn't just the coaching, is it?
0: No, it's not, man, because it's it's almost like all we always say to as far as secondary, you know, rushing coverage work together or you can't throw the ball if the quarterback's on his back or, you know, the run game assists the passing game. And there's just been I I know you said Mason Cole kind of alluded to the fact that, look, it, it's not like three or four people on offense It's one or two. You know, or maybe it's just one guy on offense that's causing issues, man. And this is the thing. So you, you look at this this roster and you look at the guys that are playing and how they're playing too. I know uh, in the beginning, of course, okay, we lose one game, you know, and we lose two games. You said to yourself, man, oh, man, it'd be awesome if T.J. Watt was in it. And and honestly, it could have been the case for the Patriots or for the Browns game. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a couple of plays you know T.J. could have assisted in. But now – we're in it, and guys are in starting roles, okay? And you have yourself looking at film. I'm looking at Teron Armstead. Okay, pick up and body, okay, Malik Reed. So much. I saw him tip him one time, DK, and then he came back the same. They ran left again, Teron Armstead side. And he put him he, – he, he shot his hands, rolled his hips, and picked this young man up and dumped him on his back. <laughs> like pro wrestling style. How, how are we going to stop that? Or, or or what coaching is that, DK? That's a I, person.
1: That's a person. It's a person who hasn't done really anything. I know. Since he, I, how he got 13 sacks in Denver, I have no idea. I, mean, I, I know this team isn't blitzing. I know they aren't aggressive, and I know that they're asking their edge rushers, including Alex Highsmith, to make sure yeah. first and foremost that they seal the rush. Mm-hmm. meaning the other team. Yeah. And, 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 uh, but man, you're allowed to get back there just by accident once in a
0: while, you know? You you are, man, but but some of it is, is, is on the players as much as we talk about offensively for, you know, well, Matt Canada, Matt Canada, and coaching, and rookie, and this and that. You got to look at some of the players too and say to yourself, like, I'm still watching Dan Moore kind of give up pressure. I'll say in the first two and a half quarters of the game, was solid enough, and, and then was it Melvin, Melvin Ingram eventually started getting to him throughout that game, and I'm saying to myself, I'm seeing a trend throughout games where it's good and then it start to crack later on, and and in and the game in, in, in particular, you can go back and watch the film if you want to, or Dotson that has an M.E. or two here and there, and heck, I'm even saying James Daniel on the other side lose a couple of plays where I'm just like, is it mental or is it physical at a spot? And, and and then not just that, like the, not necessarily the drops, but the slips as far as the wide receivers go and running backs not going the right way, and and then from that point, man, it just really is a downhill spiral into not contributing to things that help you win.
1: Yeah, that that's the that's the thing that that, that just kills you. I yeah, mean, you're you're seeing right now uh, guys underperforming, guys who never get mentioned. By the right. way, Dan Moore is one of them. Uh, Kevin Dotson just keeps giving up uh, these strange yeah, man. sacks like where you go, wait a second, Kev, why, why'd you release that guy? Yeah. There was nobody to pick him up. And it, it was a deliberate, you know which play I'm talking about, yeah. a deliberate re- release that allows the guy to get back in there and take Kenny down. Uh, Presley Harvin. Yeah. I mean, who is Danny Smith
0: responsible for Presley Harvin shanking things left and right? That's a him thing. Again, like, there's a, like, I've seen teams like, take the hitting yardage in the punting game or, you know, the punt coverage game too. And we're kind of losing that a little bit. Miami, he was bad. And I feel like the game before that, it was spotty too when it comes down to Presley-Harvin delivering on those kicks, whether it be high kicks, whereas the cover team can get down there or directionally where you have the referee walking 15 yards up from where the ball landed out of bounds because pro tip, whenever the ball is going out of bounds, that's where the referee stops it. Look back at the film. You will see that referee walking 10, 15 yards out of bounds on that bad shank punt of his, man. Again, some coaching, but the player's got to kind of ask the call and out dual coaching too. Well, I'm going to throw in a name here that
1: he gets unfairly picked on, I think, excessively picked on, but I'm going to do it anyway, and that's Deontay Johnson. Okay. Um, look, you're the one, Moan. Who's constantly bringing up money? This money, that okay? He got paid. Yeah. To quote the great R. Period Foster, the one day (laughs) you stood up at training (laughs) camp when Cam got his extension. Okay, he got paid. He isn't performing like a number one wide receiver. No yards after the catch. None of that stuff here. And one other one. I mean, let's see, Najee Harris look like a first round pick, man. Yeah. OK, no lowest yards per carry in the NFL in the NF of L. I know. Right now.
0: I know. Yeah, it is. It's tough sliding, But I, I, I look at his and I say concept of the offense a little bit, but I, I, I guess I could say the same thing because, you know, I covered a team in the AFC South with Derrick Henry. I feel the same way about his and he just wheels it through. Similar type of guy, same university, just grinding, ground and pound type of dudes. And Derek is still pushing through. So I know one's not the other, but I've seen the other kind of will his way through a, a bad offensive line and badly called offense too.
1: Oh, my goodness. When we come back, and for those of you who watch the show regularly, you'll know that we've hinted at this little Javon Hargrave story uh, that I've been wanting to share for a while here. We're going to do that when we come back. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. As promised last week, I'm going to share with you a little bit of a story that I picked up uh, around that time. Yeah, Javon Hargrave and the and the I was about to call them the Phillies, and then I was about to call them the <laughs> and now I'm going to call them the Eagles. <laughs> and they made their successful pursuit of Hargrave out of free agency. He ended up getting three years and 39 million. And Moan, you said at the time, yeah that was going to be a really, really good deal for Philadelphia.
0: Yep. 100%, man. Because I I know Javon, man. Like, watch him kind of grow up in this league as a HBCU guy, man. And nobody really knew anything about him until you saw him in practice. And you was like, why and how can he move like this? Like, his role, he plays it well. He's a run stopper that can get after the quarterback, too. And truthfully, he kind of put a whole lot of pressure on the guys behind him. Remember, like, Bugs, and, and, and watching all these other young guys. Like, the one thing Hargraves was able to do in his really good years was get you four, maybe five sacks when it comes down to, like, his play in general last year for Philly got seven and a half sacks at a D tackle slash nose tackle position that says a lot about his talent but being able to anchor and also stop the run man I was kind of sad to kind of see him go but I understand business Philly dropped the bag off for a nose tackle and in this league it's a you know what can you do for me with minimizing your uh, cap hit and the Steelers weren't willing to pay this. They thought they had other things and other players, man, younger guys that haven't lived up to what Hargraves has done. Seven and a half sacks from a nose tackle, that's saying a lot, DK. And uh, he's very productive for us while he was there and just shifty and savvy, too. Well, that's the
1: funny thing about Hargrave, and it's, he's easy to overlook because statistically yeah. he doesn't floor you at all. Uh, oh. his, his stats through six games for the Eagles are nine tackles and one sack. And, and if you say that to somebody, all, okay, and yeah. he's getting $13 million a year for what? You have to understand that the sum of the parts is what matters. The yep. Eagles have had an approach for a long time now, even in their down years, even when everybody was laughing at the entire NFC East, to fortify that defensive line. Yeah. They've had that front. I do not have to remind the star of this program, what kind of front Philadelphia had and how particularly (laughs) effective (laughs) it was
0: against a certain offensive line. Hey, uh, listen to me respectfully. (laughs) That was a rough day for the boys up front. You hear me? They were reeling. No, man. Y'all don't understand. Like they were lining up in them Ferrari stances with their forehead, like both hands down on the ground and just firing like a like a bullet out of a pistol, man. Like they had a good D line, And for the longest they have been having that. Like you said, the recipe is find a guy that can move the ball down the field, get creative a little bit. And now they got that almost the same exact things that they had in the Super Bowl year. They got right now in twenty twenty two. They are as efficient, and can we almost as consistent as anybody else in the league when it comes down to value of players, production of players, and consistency of wins, too?
1: Yeah, and there's no question about that. I mean, it's not just Fletcher Cox. He's the guy that's no. going to get the headlines for years, and boy, he in that game. I, I don't even want to.
0: Yeah, <laughs> okay. well, I'd in, rather not. That. I'll say this. You talk to Dave, who you just saw this past I weekend, he'll let you play. know. He'll let you know that even in his really good career, Fletcher Cox was <laughs> that day, that guy.
1: No, no, Fletcher Cox was gonna do that to anybody. Yeah, no, I yeah, mean, but he he would have done he would have done it to Alan Fanica. He would have done it to anybody that day. Say, yeah. but,
0: but but a guy who's an all pro guy, like DeCastro, let it be known. Hey, he's him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. So
1: so to the to the story, I ran into somebody who worked for the Eagles. Um, and this was, this was an individual who shared with me a little bit of the background on how and why the Eagles pursued Hargrave as much as they did. And I really like the way without getting into too many of the details, I like the way he saw it as a part or a piece. They didn't look at Hargrave as an individual. They looked at him as what he could do. For the rest of the Philadelphia defense, okay, and I know who used That's to so who, who used to do that, Moan. This that is was, where I'm going here. That was, that was Hemp for this defense. No, no, no. I'm talking about which team used to do that. It oh, was Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has always been built on what? What's Us. The,
0: a stout D
1: line and a pass stout rush. Stout D line and pass rush. Yep. From Chuck Knoll onward. It's been yep. about it's it started. This never forget that this franchise started on the back of mean Joe Green. Mm-hmm. And then from there on top of the steel curtain, and it just kept going. And to his inestimable credit, Cam Hayward continues that legacy today, but he continues it somewhat in isolation. Larry ogunjobi has <laughs> been a nice fit. But every sin- everything they've done on the D line, Moan, if we're being fair here, yeah, over the last four or five years has been eh, eh, yeah. this, a little bit of that, a little bit of the mm-hmm. and there hasn't been that focus on either side of the yeah. trenches. And yeah. I'm telling you, without getting into a draft conversation or a distant uh, future, yeah. this team has to build itself back from the trenches yep. no more
0: toys no more mm-hmm. luxuries yes i almost want to end the segment right there dk because that's just it okay no more toys man and, and, and that's why i brought up you know when we had that d word draft conversation is well i'd almost rather if you get a high draft pick put, trade that out and go lower so you can get your o-line and a d-line lineman again like it's it's that's, that's, that has to be helped, DK. Like, that has to be a position to focus, like, early on because I'm looking at Cam play 70% of the defensive snaps, if not more. And Cam's 32, 33, maybe older, 34, heck. Like, he's not getting younger. And at some point, you gotta go get you a boy dog that's gonna be able to do the things that you need to do to help sustain this off this defense. The same way Philly went and assisted Fletcher Cox by getting Hargraves almost attempting to, you know, uh, I think they threatened to lower his 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 salary and everything. Like there was a lot behind that, and you gotta make those sacrifices to be now what six and zero on the season. No
1: question about that.
0: When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, mom.
1: Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show and the only segment that matters. And that is brought to you always by the get go cafe and market where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine tune every detail from how classic and unexpected flavors complement each other to the order that each fresh ingredient is added so that every sub burger, salad, wrap, drink and app is crafted for crave ability. Order now at the get go cafe and market. Better believe it. Moan. Today's question comes from Janine George, and she asks, wait, I'm going to back up now. (laughs) Hey, Moan! She really is. all kinds of caps and exclamation points. The defensive backs, the Steelers' defensive backs, were not prepared to catch an NFL hot pass from a left-handed quarterback. The way the ball popped out of the defender's hands was the same way each time. Do the ball machines at practice? have a left-hand setting? Did the coaches miss something?
0: Wow, that, that is deep thinking right there. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't I, cross my mind. It did. I initially laughed, and I was just like, well, yeah, that makes a difference because, um, because I've heard people – I've been around one lefty throwing the ball, and it was, of course, Vic, right? And I remember the receivers saying, "Man, the ball comes out different. It looks different. The spin, is it the same? So as as minute as that is, that could play a part into how those balls be in those guys in and spun out of it. Like it spun. To, wow. Yeah. No, there's not a left handed jugs machine at all, though. And this is the thing too. Lefties for Are the you most sure? part. Are sure? I'm 100 sure. Okay, yeah, it surprise
1: me that the Jugs Company wouldn't have like uh, a setting. I mean, when you see the baseball pitching machines because I know yeah. you're working with them now yeah. with 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 RJ and his and his his activities. They do everything. They except do. To, like, they, they wash your windows when you're done.
0: <laughs> they do, yeah. They'll drop any kind of curveball on you, anything. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with the football, it only goes in one way. You push it. So if it's actually spinning for a lefty, then the ball is going to come back and hit you in the chest or something. It's going to go backwards. No, it's, it's not just going to happen. Uh, oh, because of the sense. way okay. the wheels spin. Okay, that makes uh, sense. Yeah, it's it's two wheels that push the ball out. That's what the jugs machine is. It shoots it out. Well,
1: uh, uh, I'm not ready to blame the coaches on
0: four dropped
1: oh, interceptions. <laughs> okay, which is I think where she's heading here.
0: Yeah, because a few hit him dead in the chest. Uh, it was only one. Was it Uh, Witherspoon? I think that 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 had one on the edge of his hand and it that fell was Levi, out. Levi. It was Levi. It was yeah. Wallace. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wallace. Uh, on the edge of his hand, that one I may contest and say, well, the spin of a lefty throwing, it could have had an effect on it. Uh, But no, that's just, you got to be a pro. You know what you're facing. Uh, And nobody's going to, you know, one week cater to a guy that you might see once every four years. That's just not going to be the case. I'll be honest. That is a beautiful question. Though.
1: No, it, it is. And, and, and I, I appreciate the way it's asked. But I also want to stress here to go back to our opening segment that this is kind of where people go with this stuff. Nobody likes to blame the players um, uh, with very, very few exceptions and the players overall need to perform better. Okay. Levi Wallace had two of those four drops. And when Mm. someone, a reporter asked him uh, in Miami, about the dropped interceptions and referred to them as dropped interceptions. Yeah, Levi snapped back and said it was a stupid question. And then, standing nearby was Minka Fitzpatrick, and who echoed it said, "Stupid question." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, really, because a minute earlier, in another room, yeah. the head coach said that the four dropped interceptions cost
0: them the game. Well, um, I think it was a a conversation of probably frustration, fed up, understood that ownership was all his. And also, (laughs) guys get defensive. Guys, it's it's a lot that goes into it. You know they should have beat I that do. team, and they did too. I do, and that's yeah. the part
1: that I don't think a lot of people necessarily anticipated was that you know it was kind of like the Tampa Bay game and that everybody expected a loss, and there we go. We're going to lose. We're going to lose, and then you're in this thing, and then you get to the third quarter, and you look like the better team. Yeah. And you yeah. get into the fourth quarter, and you look like the better team, but you're dropping all these picks, and then Kenny throws the two picks, both of which, by the way, also are on – the player yep. let's just get that out there it is it, it's okay to look at more things than one this this fan base i'm telling you moan it loves to find a single focus of blame who's to blame ah this guy and then when you mention someone else they come back with no, no 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 no, no. it's only this person yeah. just this person 53 guys a dozen coaches come on
0: it's a, it's a team for for a reason um and um, it's it sucks losing like that on a team you know you should have been in primetime football too like there's a standard when it comes down to the way this team is expected to perform in primetime and i can understand that frustration too dk yeah i i i do too
1: but not all the time Let's do it again tomorrow, Moan.
0: I'll be here if you are, Uh, with with a lot more excitement.
1: Yeah, let's let's pump one up tomorrow.